I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Psalm, Psalm 100, and tonight again. Now, before you leave, I would ask that you please sign this card up here. That's going to be for one of the individuals that is in the, the bus accident down in Sayersville, down in McGoffin County. I want you to take time to sign that and wish them well. And that, that individual has been paralyzed. I want you to pray that... It might be the Lord's will that he touch that individual and take him nerves and, and make him workable again. And you know, with God, all things are possible. There's absolutely nothing too hard for our God. And I'm thankful to know that. And I pray God's blessing. So be sure and sign that card before you leave. And uh, for those that may not be with us, uh, sign their name to it and wish them well. Pray God would just bless and and help them in a great mighty way. And Sister Renate is going to get that out to them. And I do pray God's help and blessings to that family and all the families that was involved in that wreck last week. I want you to pray for them. Pray for that driver. Uh, can imagine. Uh, a lot of times we we see things happen and immediately there's you know the guilt that comes in. You know, sometimes things happen that's beyond our control. And, uh, but it's only natural for a, a natural-minded human being to feel that kind of emotion, to feel that kind of guilt. Uh, so I would ask you to pray for that driver as well, as well as all the other students. I know last, uh, last I heard, I think it was Monday, they released uh, four other students from the hospital. I think there's two more that's in pretty bad shape, so pray for these. And God would just reach down and touch them, give them not only physical healing, but also the mental healing. So pray, pray for that. Pray God's blessing. Oh yeah, it's his birthday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, today, or here just in the first of December is going to be his birthday as well. So wish him a happy birthday. Psalm 100, hard to, hard to look at them lips again <laughs> and try to get that, try to get that to, uh, reckoned in my mind what she was saying, but, you know, just, just pray for that, that young man, pray God's help to them. Psalm 100, uh, this is a psalm that I overheard my wife speaking to the children the other night about Thanksgiving. And she was bringing them a lesson out of Psalm 100. And you know, this is something that's been on my mind for uh, a couple of weeks now as we've been moving toward that Thanksgiving day and uh, just just being thankful in general. You know, you know, it's just like the song that Sister Renata just sang. I mean, my goodness, all you got to do is just look around and see how blessed you are. And I pray that, that you understand that. Verse 1, the Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. You know, every time we come into this house, that's what we're to be doing. We're to walk into the house of God with a 
thankful heart and a thankful attitude. It is a privilege to be in God's house. It's a privilege to be with God's people. And it's a privilege to know that He says that where two or three are gathered in His name, He's going to be there. And folks, I believe exactly what the Lord said. And I know that in this house somewhere tonight, not only do we have the Holy Spirit within us, but we have the Spirit of Almighty, I believe, as He hears and He views our worship, He watches over us, He's here tonight to bless us. Be thankful as we come into the house of God. Come into His house with thanksgiving. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Almost gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, tonight as we bow in your presence, we do so with thankful hearts. Dear God, you know the hearts of all of your children. Not just your children, but all people everywhere. Lord, you know that each and every day that thy children stop and give thee praise and thankfulness. Dear God, as it's already been said, I'm thankful that this nation has set aside a specific day that we may come together and be thankful. Not only are we thankful the other 364 days, but we're thankful on this day as well. Father, I pray that you will remind us again of all thy benefits Remind us, O oh God, that we are thy children. Remind us, Heavenly Father, that we are the sheep of thy pasture. And remind us how merciful thou hast been to each and every one of us. Lord, I pray tonight that you will help us to be thankful beyond measure. Lord, help us to reflect upon the benefits that you have bestowed upon us thy children we'll not forget to give you all the praise and honor and glory for it's in Jesus Christ's name his sake that I pray amen again I want to bring this message this evening where the Bible says be ye thankful unto him and upon this eve of thanksgiving, as all the 364 days prior, we come together for a special time of remembrance. A remembrance of all of our Almighty God's benefits to us, His children. You know, oftentimes we as human beings, we like to reflect upon the hardships, don't we? We like to reflect upon uh, the sorrows of life. We like to reflect about all the, all the things that seemingly we think that we've missed.
You know, oftentimes we we reflect too much on the negative instead of upon the positive aspects of God's blessing. So as I sat in my study this week and as I sat and I kept pondering different things upon my mind and I've got a scribble pad up here that I always write on. And from time to time I I get those notes in my mind and I begin to, even at night as, as I'm laying in my bed, there's different thoughts that come to my mind and I scribble these things down hope, hoping to be able to recount them in the morning. Oftentimes I get up and I go straight to my study and I write things down that the Lord's laid upon my heart and and after Sunday, after Sunday evening's class, as, as my wife was teaching the young people, I was thinking about this thing of thanksgiving. In Psalm 100, the Bible tells us that we need to be in an attitude of thanksgiving. And it's just as often, you know, it's been said, and I'm not going to be one of those kind of preachers that gets up and jumps up and down and squalls about the fact that we're having Thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. I'm thankful we're having Thanksgiving. Amen? I'm thankful today, as Brother Jared said, that there are, there are, there are people today that are, that are going to enjoy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Maybe they don't realize what they're doing, but they're actually taking notice of the fact that they have been blessed. But as children of God, you know, the other night as I was, as I was uh, thinking and considering this message, I began to break down this, this one chapter in particular in these five verses of Scripture. And there's a few keys in it that really kind of stand out. And I believe one of the first things that we ought to be thankful for as saved individuals is that we are the children of God. You're saved by the grace of God. Listen, you need to be thankful tonight because had it not been for the grace of God in your life, you wouldn't have been a child of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says if we had been left to ourselves, uh, we would still be in a world of darkness. We would still be on our way to a devil's hell and we would still be the children of disobedience. But God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says, But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know what that done? That made us children of the Almighty. That made us children of the Almighty. As a matter of fact, in Romans in chapter 8 and verses 4 through 7, if you want to turn there with me, I want you to look at this because this is an eye-opening thought if you just get a hold of it. The Bible says here now in Romans in chapter 8, I want you to look at this because I think it's something that you as well as I need to get a hold of. In verse 14 of Romans chapter 8, the Bible says, and then again, we're here tonight and we're thankful that we're children of the Almighty. The Bible says here, for as many as are led by the Spirit 
They are the sons of God. How's one saved? We're saved by the leading and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. As the gospel is being preached, the Spirit quickens us and makes us alive to our needs, makes us aware of what our need really is. Had it not been for that, you'd have still been, you know, who cares? Like so many sinners today, listen, uh, you can give, you can, you can pour out your heart, you can be, you can shed tears over, and you know, it doesn't really bother people until the Holy Spirit makes them alive. Until the Holy Spirit quickens them. When the Holy Spirit quickens that individual, listen, you cannot help but see yourself as God sees you. A lost sinner in need. And that's when, that my friend is when, the Holy Spirit makes us alive in the, in the, in the salvation of the Lord. He says this now, and now think about this. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And that Abba, Father, as I've said many times before, listen, that's one of the most, one of the most enduring terms that you can give. Abba, Father, is, is like... Like these children, as they look up to their 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 earthly fathers, and they and they call them daddy. That's that's the way it is. That's what this Abba Father is all about. It's it's that kind of a of a, of a specialness, a closeness with the heavenly Father. He says, "The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God." Listen, that's something to be thankful for. It's that His Spirit makes us aware of who we are and whose we are. We are the children of God. And listen, the Bible teaches us here that we need to be thankful for that. That's what it says in Psalm 100. Psalm 100 says, as we are, as we are giving thanks this, this year, stop and consider your salvation. Stop and consider the fact that you've been saved by the grace of God. Stop and consider the fact that you've been adopted into the family of God. Stop and consider the fact that, listen, it wasn't just the Jew that Jesus Christ died for. It was the Gentile as well. You and I, saved by the grace of God, made brothers, join heirs with Christ. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, and if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that you suffer with him, that you may also be glorified together. So the first thing that I want you to realize, listen, is because we are his children, we need to be thankful. You know, in 1 Samuel chapter 12, the Bible teaches us, listen, that God will not forsake his children. Down here, there have been times, and there may be times in the lives of some of our people right here. I don't know that for sure. But there may be a time when parents forgot about their children. You know, the Bible asks the question, how can a mother forget her suckling child? 
It didn't say she didn't forget him. But how could that happen? When we're dealing with the Heavenly Father, when we're dealing with with the great I Am of Heaven, listen, that has saved us and has bought us and regenerated us, He says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Listen, it pays to be a child of God. Amen. It pays to be a child of God. You're children of the Most High. Now, secondly, I want you to think about this. We're His sheep. What does that entail? It tells me this, that we have a shepherd. You know, that's the the metaphor as you look into the sheep. You always have to have a shepherd. Sheep do not do well by themselves. They got to have a shepherd. Sheep will get themselves in trouble if they don't have a shepherd. Sheep will become devoured by the wolves of the world if they don't have a shepherd to guard over them. You're his sheep. You know, as I look out over this congregation, and I know we have a lot of people traveling tonight. We have a lot of sickness tonight. But listen, every last one of us at the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church, members in particular, or members in particular, you are the sheep of the fold. You are the sheep of the shepherd. And the Bible teaches us about the sheep is that in Psalm 23, the Bible says, He leadeth them beside the still waters. Folks, I want you to know something. That speaks of provisions. He maketh us to lie down in green pastures. That speaks of fulfilling provisions. That speaks of tender care. That's what the that's the pastor. That's what the shepherd does. That's what the shepherd does. He feeds you. He leads you. You know, oftentimes I've I've made mention of the fact about the shepherd's the shepherd's hook. You know, uh, uh, often you know it's used in different ways, and it was for specific reasons. It was to either to fight off the wolves or the bears or or the lions, whatever was coming after the sheep. It was used to defend the sheep. It's also used to correct the sheep. You got one of those sheep that's always wanting to go astray. You got one that's always wanting to get out on the edge, right down the, on the on the line of danger. And what would happen? Listen, that shepherd, if he could not keep that sheep in the fold, what did he do? He would go to it, he would break its leg, and then we'd throw it over his shoulder and begin to carry it everywhere he went. You know what he was doing? He was teaching that sheep, I'm going to take care of you. He was teaching that sheep that I'm going to feed you. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to give you living water. You're going to have to stay with me though. You know after, the, after a while, after that, after that lamb's leg would heal up, listen, he would set that lamb down. You know where that lamb went? He, lamb did not go back out on the edge, did he? The lamb would stay right by the shepherd because he knew that shepherd was going to take care of him. Just like you and I tonight. Listen, that's what it is to be a sheep of the, of the shepherd's fold. A sheep of the shepherd. Go back to John with me for just a moment in t- chapter 10. And here 
the Bible says, my sheep, in verse 27, hear my voice. Listen, if you're a sheep, the only reason why you are a sheep and not a goat is because you heard the voice of the Almighty. You heard Him as He called your name and as He directed you to come unto me. That is a wonderful thing to get a hold of. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. You're a sheep. You're being fed. Back in our text is Psalm 100. Again, there in verse 3, it says that we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Listen, we need to be thankful tonight. Number one, because we're His children. Number two, because we're His sheep. And lastly tonight, because we are Loaded with manifold blessings. In Psalm 100 verse 4 and 5 the Bible says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be ye thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Now I want you to get a hold of that his mercy is everlasting. Folks, if it, if it wasn't for that, how many of us tonight would already be snuffed out had it not been for God's mercy? I'm talking about saved people. How often have you failed your heavenly Father? How often have you sinned? And, and, and if it hadn't been for the mercy of God, His judgment would have wiped us off. Had it not been for the mercy of God and His truthfulness, we would have lost our salvation. But thank the Lord for his mercy. Thank the Lord. He, he has a right to do anything that he pleases, but he will not go back on his word. We are saved with an everlasting salvation. And that, my friend, I'm thankful for tonight because if it was possible for us to lose our salvation, I'd have lost mine a long time ago. You know that there's people tonight who would just as soon to fight me over that than to breathe. Eternal security. But know this. His mercy says you've got it. His mercy says that you have been blessed with an eternal salvation. You know, uh, is it Psalm 118 that I'm thinking about? Let me see here. No. Psalm 136. Psalm 136. I just want you to look at it. I'm not going to read the whole psalm because it's, it's all the way down there. But if you would just stop and do what I did. Mark down every place that says His mercy endureth forever. Do you understand that from verse 1 to verse 26 it's in every verse? His mercy endureth forever. You know what he's trying to let us to, to try to get to us? 
is that my mercy is non-ending. It's everlasting mercy. It's a mercy that you cannot spend. It'll always be there. Who giveth food to all flesh for His mercy endureth forever. You know tomorrow as you sit down at the table, as you sit and maybe, I don't know, maybe you're like me, maybe you're the sampler. I mean, every good family's got to have a sampler. You know what, as you're, stand, as you're standing there and you're already full before you know, dinner time comes around, you ought to stop and just say, Daggone, thank you, Lord. It's all because your mercy endureth forever. It says right here in verse 25, Who giveth food, who giveth food to all flesh, for thy mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto God, the God of heaven, for His mercy endureth forever. So, church family tonight, as you've always remembered, be ye thankful unto Him. You know what, I'll be honest with you, I can't wait till the morning. I love coming over here and meeting with all the men and young men and having a good time of prayer. It's a blessing. I was told some years ago that this was an old tradition of this church family. An old tradition. Sister Al Stevens come to me one day. I don't know how many years ago that's been. It's been, been a long time ago. She said, I'll tell you what they used to do. While the women were preparing, the men were praying. That's what she told me. And she said, listen, y'all need to get back to that. That was uh, several years ago, and you know what? I've been blessed every time we've come over here to do that. Old tradition or not, it's a good thing to do. And I'm thankful that Sister Alice Stevens brought that to my attention one day. We were sitting down to the house, and uh, we'd been visiting, and, and that's one thing we was talking about was Thanksgiving. And she told me, she goes, that's a, that's a good thing. They used to do it all the time, she said. Well, I got to thinking. I said, well, we're going to start it up again. And it's been a blessing. I enjoy coming over here to have our prayer meeting. You know why? Because as I sit and I listen, it's not just the men that are praying. These young men are praying. And you know what? I'm thankful. I've watched these young men, these young boys grow up to be men. As they pray, they pray like men. They pray with an attitude of prayer and thankfulness. And you know what? I thank God for that. Church family, I thank God for my church family. I thank God for the blessing you are to myself and my family and my wife. May God continue to bless the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. May we ever be so ever thankful. 
for all his manifold blessings. Let's all 